This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. It's fine. I knew where I am. I knew where I am. I knew where I am. <laughs> Why do they let me do this show? Okay. Um, this is I, I'm your host, Erica Lance. And I'm Vanessa Valiente. And with us today is Kenya Wright. Oh my goodness. Like wow. Okay, so we gotta We've been just, drinking. We've been drinking. We gotta just <laughs> so Really, what I have is iced vodka at this point in time. It's just really cold vodka. Yeah, and I'm down to the end of mine, but it is like a peach honey sparkling water mixed with some good old vodka. You can't go wrong. Kenya, what are you drinking for us? I have the KW Quarantini, but now it is just rum. Because when we got in the RWA in the last one, I was like, I'm just going to put rum in my glass because this is a lot. <laughs> RWA and inclusion, you just need rum and ice. So that's where we're at right now. That's where we've gotten to at this point as, as grown adults here. Okay. So quick, <laughs> while I still remember it, is we are doing a contest. You are doing a giveaway. So say a little bit about the giveaway, and then we'll get to rapid fire questions. That's right. So I am doing a giveaway of this cool, like it's a martini, it's a martini mini bar. It's like this wood contraption thing that holds it up together. There's martini glasses. It's a shaker and other tools and stuff to make the martini. It's really dope and pretty and cute. Um, and all you need to do is know the three um, mystery code words. I did two of them in the um, other uh podcast it's okay podcast (laughs) (laughs) i did the two mystery code words in the other one i'm gonna do the third one in in this one and um once you have them you write those three words down email me at um my email address which will be posted and then from there i'm gonna do a random pick but also i got the idea from you to do um if you you sign up with my newsletter, you get two times in the whole random commenter thing. Two entries. And if, if okay. as we left the last podcast and you were paying close attention, there's a, a color book that's going to come out with the next set of books that involves yes. 69. So sign up for the damn newsletter so you know what that's coming <laughs> out. Because I'm signing up for that newsletter right after we're done with <laughs> And I can type properly because otherwise, who knows what I'll be signing up for? Um, or what email address? Okay, so we do rapid fire questions as far as Erica gets on that. Okay, um, I looked to Vanessa to see if she's going to back me up, but then I felt like that's not going to happen. So <laughs> I love you though. Vanessa's been chilling the whole time. I love it. I love yeah, it. She is very chill, but I turn and look at her and she's like, what? <laughs> hey, I'm here. Vanessa has that face of I'm. I'm here for you. What you want? What you just let me know. She gotta let me know though. One of the sweetest people in the world. Okay, until she's editing your work. No, just hey, kidding. Hey, I'm hey, kidding. Hey, You're an amazing hey. editor. I'm totally teasing. But that's I, good. The I, best I, editors tear I, up your work. 
Thank you. Thank you. Preach, preach. Because yes. you don't want to get embarrassed. You you want some, you don't want the nice editor. And then you go out there and you get embarrassed. You want the editor who says a bunch of shit and makes you cry, sit in the fucking corner of your office and yes. your butt naked in the fetal position. Like, why? I like the blue line. That's the type of editor you want. Yeah, you know, it's it. This is my theory on editing, and not a lot of writers are going to like this, but I write my story, and unless I have a story issue, meaning I've said something that doesn't make sense, or you're like, you have to bring this up again and again, just take it, read, you know, do all the line edits, fix my grammar, and just give it back, and I'm going to publish it. That is my every, theory. every author. Yes, that's what every author says until they get that review or the hundred reviews of, but blah blah blah, but blah blah blah, blah blah, and you're thinking. Why didn't my editor editor catch that shit? I don't know know because my editors are, you know, Vanessa and the other one that works with me are my editors. And I'm like, just do it. I don't want to read that I, you know, mispronounce something like, no, just put, just fix it. I didn't put enough commas, put the damn commas. I don't give a shit. I'm, Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people be like, but this is my thing. I'm like, I am not a grammar expert. I do not pretend to be a grammar expert. Fix it. But you, and editors are hard to find. So Vanessa, thank you for all that you do because oh, thank you. Editors are hard to find in the indie world, man. Good ones. Yeah. Everyone thinks they can edit. Oh God, yes. Right? And, you know, also people who are good editors. Like I would not if I didn't care. Like I, I would not take the time because like if you wanted to just make money, you know, the average person doesn't know what you know what takes to really like mold a story so you can really do bare bones nothing and make money but like i'm the kind of person that probably goes over and beyond because i see the potential and i want you to have like the best story out there and that's that's always the ultimate that's good editing that's good editing right there yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Now that we're done with fucking editor spotlight, I'm gonna ask my damn questions. I, I need to see if she's does she do? Do you do freelance editing? I just I hate to take it there, but no, she does. I do, she I does. Do. I'll I send do. her your. I'll send her. Please send me her info. I'm always looking for a good editor. Okay. I'm here for you. I'm gonna make a note to send the info. Because if I don't make a note, it's uh, we're done. You're going to listen to this podcast and go, I was supposed to send her that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to do the same thing. When it comes out, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to ask her. Let me. You're going to get weird emails once it's published where I'm going to be like, hey, I meant to blah, 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 because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Ready? You've been listening. Right. You know how this I don't have my underwear on. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite book? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Haunted Vagina. What? What? <laughs> the Haunted Vagina is my favorite book. It's by um Carlton Merlick Melick. Carlton Melick, The Haunted Vagina. And it's the from the subgenre called Bizarro. Right? Okay. Wow. And so I think it's my favorite book because I picked it up thinking it was gonna be a joke. It's not a joke. 
it really is a haunted vagina happening in the book, right? And like this guy needs to give me money because I have probably gotten an over 500 to 1,000 people to like this book because I post about it every year. But I read this book completely picking it up like whatever. Like this is going to be something stupid. And man, I was in the haunted vagina. I was inside of that haunted vagina. And it was the world and it was supernatural. And like, holy shit, like that was some good writing. It was this guy, the male POV is this guy who his girlfriend has a haunted vagina and he has to go inside the vagina and there's all types of shit going on Inside the vagina, it's a whole world. Wait, so vagina- is he gonna get shrunk to go into the vagina? I don't know, man. Oh, He's listen, you need to bring that up. Like, oh we are going on to rapid fire questions. We are not getting into the depths of the vagina right now. Listen. Everyone who reads books and likes experiences need to read The Haunted Vagina by Carlton Mellick. If you just put Haunted Vagina in it, you're going to get the book because there's not a lot of articles on Haunted Vaginas. I would not, I would not think so. <laughs> that would have stuck in my memory if I've heard of that before. No, that book is being purchased. I, I see that happening. Okay. Please read it and tell me what you think. Uh, absolutely. What is your least favorite book? You know authors don't like to do this shit, right? You oh, know? I know. And that's why I ask every Because we'll meet, we'll meet the author or some shit, and they'll slap us or argue with us or some shit. Um, Comfort Food by Kitty Thomas is one of those books that I disliked. Um, I thought it was a good book as far as writing. Writing was impeccable. But it was 2010. It came out 2010, and it was like, you know, girl gets kidnapped um, and basically falls in love with the kidnapper, kind of, she, he's preparing her for the sex slave trade. And it's like kind of rapey and, you know, she's on a leash and she's in a cage and all of this shit. I was unprepared for all of that. I didn't know about that genre. Remember 2010, that was a lot of these genres were becoming new. So for me, that shit really just hurt. It was just like the whole, I needed a hug after reading that book. I need a lot of love. But people who love dark erotica and love the whole like slave, uh, like when you're like the heroine being like enslaved and sitting in a cage and with a leash and kind of rapey stuff, Comfort Food is for you. That's that's your book right there. Wow. I had, I would not have gathered that from the title alone. I would thought you were going to talk about some kind of self-help, comfort. Girl, kind of I was like, is this a book I love? Yeah, I was like. Oh, like that's why I picked it up. I saw comfort food and I saw the girl. She's in a corner and she's half naked and there's like the shadows of bars, but I didn't get that. I thought it was just a, a abstracty thing, but it's the shadows of bars because she's in the cage. And but it was like when I open, you know, I, I'm a foodie, so I'm like, oh, this is gonna be about food and romance. And I was like, oh shit, he kidnaps in the first chapter. Oh, what am I doing? And then we're like, oh no, he got a leash. Girl, what's going on? Girl, you gotta get out of there. And he, they like falling in love and having sex. I'm like, no, this guy kidnapped you, girl. You gotta kill him, kill his ass. So like, I don't like that book. Too dark. Understandably, no. So what? What what are your pet peeves as a as a writer when you're reading? What are your pet peeves as like you're reading the book? What what literally will cause you to chuck the book? Ooh, 
um, God, and it's funny because I do this. Don't take too long to break down. Like I think you were talking about when we were talking about screenwriting and stuff in the in the past podcast. Don't take too long to get in the story for me. You gotta hook me right in the fucking beginning. I go in a bookstore, I open it up. That first page don't get me, make me excited. Fucking putting the book down. Then you got if you hit me on the first page, give me five pages, okay? And then after five pages, if you can get me in a whole chapter. I'm with you. I'm with you. But don't tell me what the fucking chandelier looks like if that's not about the story yet. You know, do that shit later in the fucking book. So that's that being said, oh, I love, as an author, <laughs> I love breaking down all of the descriptions and da, 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 da. you know, so it's a crazy thing. But as a reader, my pet peeve is hook me immediately, get me into the story, and um. And let me know what's going on. Get me excited. And then I'll listen to all of that other shit. No, I, I agree 100%. Do you um, have to have a happy ending? Whoa. Or happy I kind of, that's the only thing I kind of dislike about romance is the, <laughs> the necessary. You know, I kind of like, come on, guys. Look, I had a, a series. It was um, the first book was Cupid and the second book was Valentine. I wrote it with another author called Jade Ebby. Um, serial killer. It's uh, named Cupid. And he killed like, you know, cheating husbands. Coincidentally, I'm writing this during the whole time of my divorce. Right. So, you know, he's killing cheating husbands and shit like that. Um, at the end, sorry, spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't read it. Uh, yeah, he kills the heroine at the end. He's a serial killer. So I, and everybody was like, this is not a romance. I was like, okay, fine. I'll change the category. But like, my thing is I don't want to know that they're going to be a happy ending. I don't want it to be a safe book if that's messed up. As long as you don't have pedophilia in it or bestiality or a lot of rape or something like that, other than that, I don't want it to be safe. I want to like be on the edge of my fucking seat the whole time I'm reading the book. That It's interesting that you say that because... Um besides the erotica we talked about the last thing i write horror that's the yes. other thing horror suspense and stuff and vanessa can attest that she's doing some editing right now some of my short stories they don't have happy endings. not a fucking one of them has a happy ending because i feel Perfect. like you go through those trauma stories you you're not coming out the other side i'm not saying it's all bad and the bad guy wins i'm mm-hmm. saying it does not have a happy ending. It doesn't get tied up with the bow. You don't feel like, yay, you've accomplished whatever. It just, you know, you kind of get to the end of whatever that story is. And that's, that's where you're at. Like, I just, I think it's interesting you say that because I agree. I don't always like it when, when it gets to a point and you're like, okay, I, I guess, I guess we're here with this. Like everybody's, are we at a wedding? What happened? Like, where well, did we I go? I think the same way, not just in romance, but also yeah. someone has a disability. Like sometimes there is no such thing as you have a disability. And at the end, magic heals it or, you know, you just situations. And I'm like, that's not realistic. Sometimes I mean, the, you, you want, um, I, and that's the beauty of horror, you know, because I always because I, I like to write a little horror. You know, I, I, I think horror is important for the world. 
And the reason why I think horror is important is because one of the beauties and purposes of horror is to give you gratitude for the situation that you're in Mm -hmm. and gratitude for what's going on in your life. It's like, damn, I'm glad I'm not in that cabin at the end of the woods right there. (laughs) Like, whoa, okay, I'm not there. Life is better for me, you know? And so, yeah, no, you can't always have a happy ending and you know, my biggest thing is I don't want the reader to walk away thinking, yeah, I knew everything that that book was going to be about. Hell to the fucking no. Like, I never want people to know what's happening on the next fucking page. Mm-hmm. And so that's what messes me up about romance at times, because you must have the happy ending or the happy for now. So they know they're going to be together. But so I have to, like struggle with figuring out ways to fuck them up in their mind. I want the reader to be fucked up as possible. Like, but what, but are they going to be together? But are they like, I want that emotional like reaction, you know? Oh my God. You are saying the words. I, this is my favorite reaction when my work, either I'm reading it publicly or I've had it read by actors at different events, my stuff. And I, I had this one actress in, she was beautiful. Um, uh, she was in her 60s. And what we did is we submitted our work and the actors chose the stories they wanted to read. So, the, you know, a bunch of people submitted. They chose this beautiful woman. She'd actually been on a, several episodes like CSI and things like that. I loved her to oh. death. But she took my story. And at the end of this particular story, the last line is, and um, he felt her, he felt her rip his throat out and the world went black. And so this girl's up there, she's reading it, right? And she reads it very, you know, of course, eloquently, beautifully, whatever. And then she she does that. She says that and she looks up and you could tell the whole audience was like, (laughs) where's the rest of the story? And then she closes her little binder and walks off. There wasn't any clapping at first or anything. People were like, what the fuck just happened? Okay, there's a book I read. It's called Ryan's Bed. I can't remember for the life of me the author's name, but Ryan's bed. And it's like a girl kind of with her head bent over her like knees. The last line, I don't even want to say it out loud. It's not horror, but it deals with, there are some trigger warnings. We'll say the story has trigger warnings, but the last line, I closed it and I looked at my TV that was like black. And I was like, what did I just read? Like, I wanted another book, but then I sat back. I was like, I don't think I want one. It was that kind of book, but it was perfect. I love that. No, and I like it when you have that because I was standing in the back of the audience and I'm watching and people are turning to the people they're with and some people had bent their heads. And then after she's like halfway walked away, people started clapping. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, wow. But you could tell people were like, what? They're never going to forget that. There's somebody right now in their house like and I never got that ending to the the story like someone's thing and that's what keeps the the person's you know mind still mulling over and then they start it's it's kind of interactive now I'm getting artsy now it becomes an interactive thing where you're now the the reader or the the listener is now creating the story and what happens in their mind and that's cool that's cool mm-hmm. I, I want that. I like that. I like when, as a reader myself, I like when I'm reading and I go, wow. And I, I see the artistry 
of how, if it's predictable, like I, I get yelled at a lot because I watch movies, I do stuff and it's very predictable. Like the sixth sense, I was sitting there oh. and I remember I was with a friend oh. of mine and I hadn't watched that movie because um, I was pregnant at the time. I hadn't watched the movie and he's like, oh my God, you got to see this. I hadn't listened to anything. I didn't know anything, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there and we're literally, I remember 18 minutes in, 18 minutes and I went, Bruce Willis is dead, right? And he goes, where did you hear that? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, he doesn't, he's not the only person he's talking to is the boy, blah, blah. And he has to change his clothes. Like I literally was, because deductive you, reasoning. You guessed it? Eight minutes, 18 minutes in. That's and like, insane. Yeah, he was like, this is bullshit. The only movie that kind of fucked me up, actually, the only one so far is Fight Club. Oh, where I was God. like, oh, that's oh. one of my classics. Oh my God. But you know what? I, f- I do feel like sometimes American cinema I don't know how we got on this, but we, we're here. Yeah, we're, just, <laughs> we're here now. America cinema can be very cliche, very, like, what do we, what do they think? That all of the viewers are stupid? Are they saying that the American people, and maybe I can argue either way, but are they saying American people are, are, are a bunch of morons? It's like a lot of cinema that's just like, like just very cliche, very like mechanic shit that you already know. And that's how romance is seen. And that's bullshit because romance and even erotica, you can go down some fucking tunnels, some alleyways and many books and get fucking lost. And your whole life is changed forever with romance novels and erotica. But there are some of the commercial ones that are very, you know, and maybe a little Nicholas Sparks-ish and and some of those other people, but like you can get a kind of like a category type of, and this happens, this happens, and this happens. And that's fine too. But a lot of romance and erotica, there's some shit where they dig and carve deep within your soul and your hearts. And you can't let them go. And that's the best shit right there. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Okay. Is there any, um, like, when you're reading, um, if somebody doesn't grab you, are you willing to put a book down? Will you stop reading a book? Or do you just begrudgingly finish the book? I am a bougie-ass black woman. <laughs> Hello. I don't know if you've met a bougie-ass black woman, but uh, you can yes, yes. Many friends. Listen, my time is money. Okay? Serious. You better fucking hook me. If you don't hook me, keep it moving. I'm going to something else. I can look at when it comes to TV shows, when it comes to movies, when it comes to books. They better get me, and it better be excellent. It has to be art house, cinema. It has to be tell tell me something about life. Do something different. Or if it's bullshit, I don't have time because I'm feeding the seed and the seed is my brain, right? And I don't want that gunky ass shit in my mind. So like, I love Tyler Perry. I love what he's done. I love that he has a big studios. I love all that. His movies are bullshit and it's a lot of fucking garbage. (laughs) Ass garbage ass bullshit. But I, I shout out to Tyler Perry for all that he's accomplished. But I'm not going to look at a bunch of ghetto ass shit. I'm not going to look at um, anything that doesn't have meaning, that doesn't define who we are as humans, that doesn't take risk in art, take risk in writing, creativity, all of that. You know, very. 
I agree a thousand percent. I think that's thoroughly, thoroughly awesome. And while you were talking, I came up with a question and then I lost the question. You haven't asked the damn question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you see what I mean? You, I looked back at her earlier and you were wondering, you were being so nice to her and then she hasn't asked the damn question. Mama, that's my girl. She's chilling over there. She's I know. I'm just here for the ride. Yeah, but she, but you know, I wish that we could see the vo- the visuals with this because like every, y'all look great. Y'all, the, the emotional stuff y'all are doing, your face and stuff. I feel like this should go on YouTube. Y'all need to do like consider a YouTube thing because y'all actually, y'all are fun to watch y'all are a good looking group man well thank you <laughs> if you inflate her ego too big i will not be able to yo, let me tell you something for all the readers and the viewers and listeners who can't um see um my v girl because i've nicknamed her in my mind oh. v girl makeup on fleek hair oh. together like everything, little necklace and stuff, everything looking nice, you know what I'm saying? Like she doing her thing. And I'm not in the woman. Not that it's a problem, but <laughs> she looks amazing. Even if you were, no, she is. She is absolutely ravishing. You know, she is. She's beautiful. I, I have not dated it to me. I must have so some pants when I get up the first time I do haven't looked homeless since COVID. It's been a while. Like I literally will go every day looking like a hot mess because I'm just like, I'm just trying to survive each day and get up. Your like, makeup looks great. Like the, oh. the eyebrows, the lips, the, like it looks like you put makeup on, but not much. Mm-hmm. And I, I try. That's cool. There's some there's some stuff going on over there. I'm not a makeup person, so and there's some hair and some there's some stuff happening. Oh, thank you. You really took some time out of your day schedule, where you know the typical writer is like in clothes for like the same week, like I've done it, where it's like I wore this outfit all week. (laughs) Yeah, you wake up and you're like, what day is it? And did I shower yesterday? I know. Yeah, I feel like y'all both can easily do a, a YouTube. I mean, I'm not trying to change your franchise, but you can easily both do a French, uh, a YouTube. And I don't think anybody would be mad to see y'all because y'all, it's just a lot of smiles, a lot of um, expressive, like fun, expressive, you know, facial expressions. I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun. Well, I appreciate that. I was thinking about doing, so I got a camera and everything. So when we were doing this to do that and then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, we need to work on it. But I I agree with you. And you know what? 2021, we will do visual, visual podcasts. And we'll have you back on. Yeah, Kenya, you have to listen when you're in town. Yes. (laughs) Always. Yes. No, we've loved that. Okay. Did you come up with a question at all while she was telling you how beautiful you were? No, no. <laughs> Don't she's just like feeling that. that. She's feeling the motions and the she love. She's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs a Kenya in their life. I'm serious. I, uh, Thank you. <laughs> Doing a little Case bit more. Killers. You gotta, you gotta join Case Killers so you can Case be on. Killers, yes, come in there. We have a lot of fun. It's a lot of women of all races, all cultures different countries coming in there and just kind of bitching about life and having fun. So I, I, that's fantastic. Absolutely sign up. So I have a question. I have two questions. I come up with two questions. Oh, okay. Okay. You're coming up with one damn question by the okay. end of this podcast. Okay. I swear. Mm. You're the, you know what? Cause you are the interviewer. That's you. You're the interviewer and she is the support. 
She's the emotional, physical support. She's giving you the energy. She keeps your energy going. Okay, so you're right sidekick. You're right interview. Yeah, I'll throw okay, it in yeah. at the end. Oh, okay, I'll throw it. Um, so pandemic has been rough on, I would say, every person. And, so, and I've, I've been wa- like following a lot of authors, and I know we've all kind of been struggling to get that creative well going. And even though I know most of us pretty stay at home, you know, writing, yeah. we, we're so used to, if we need a moment of inspiration to like walk out the door and, you know, do something to kind of get our spirits up, like what have you done during this year to kind of make sure you're not losing your creativity, you're keeping positive and moving forward? Um, this year has been so difficult for me. I mean, like I said before, we moved a lot. Like we call, I called myself the, the nomad, you know, the nomad family. Like every month we go to a new place. So um, we were just, we were in Puerto Rico. Me and the kids were in Puerto Rico for a while. And like the earthquakes happened. Um, before that, we were in Montreal. Montreal was to New York and then to New Orleans. Then I went to Thailand and they went to Oregon. Like we move a lot, right? So when we came to Atlanta and a lockdown happened, we had to stay in one fucking place, which has been kind of weird and kind of cool. Um, But also we don't, I'm a very talk to people, be around people, do things person. And I don't know if I said anything, but I had coronavirus in July. Oh, no. I even brought oh. it up. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had the whole me and my three kids. Like, we stayed quarantined the whole time. And then July 4th, we went out and was around a group of people. They had, The kids had their mask on. My dumb ass didn't have my mask on. Three days later, I can't leave the bed. I walk to go to the bathroom. I'm dizzy. I get my doctor. She tests me. I have coronavirus. Um, the kids, you know, four days, they're like coughing, sneezing, running around the house, chilling, right? They're good. Me, three weeks, bed. Um, I didn't need a ventilator. I didn't need any of that. But I did think many times I had two EMTs come to the house because I thought I was going to die. Like, I've never been so sick where I couldn't, like, walk to the bathroom without, like, going dizzy and feeling like I was going to pass out. Or, like, I couldn't, I'd go downstairs to look at a TV show with the kids. And after 30 minutes, like, I couldn't, like, my chest was just heavy and burning. Like, I had to be flat. So, for me... 2020 in this coronavirus thing for me as an author, it's been mind boggling. And then as a black woman and police brutality coming up, it's been difficult to write the fun things, you know, and I'd written the books like I've written a book called Masquerade Death. It was like a serial killer who killed in the way of Edgar Allan Poe and he killed like corrupt police and all of that and dealt with, you know, I I wrote that like six years ago. I thought, because I thought that would be done. So for all of that to go on in the quarantine, it has been a difficult time to keep writing, which is probably why I'm writing paranormal 
because it gives me an escape, you know. But um, quarantine has been very devastating. And I'm a person who meditates every day, you know, and is pretty optimistic and vegetarian and all of that bullshit that makes people like cool. And I want to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a real chill person. I'm typically nonviolent. I love everybody. I want to hug everybody. I want to talk to everybody. I want every race, every religion. I love you all. I want to kiss you all. I, this week, I wanted to go out in the streets and burn shit up. Oh, fight people. Yes. And that's when I know shit is crazy. And so, hey, 2020 is what I keep saying. I say 2020. 2020. Yeah, no, this is, needs to be the year that, you know, though, actually, I will say this. I hope, my hope through this entire situation is that on the other side of it, we come out as an improved society and as an improved culture. Oh. And that we start making change on so many different levels. There's so many levels we can go into that we need to make change on. Yeah. Like, it's so many levels. Like, we can talk about race. We can talk about women. You know, like, the Me Too movement was beautiful for me, you know? We can talk about disparity among gender. We can talk about the LGBTQ community. We could, it's so many things. And I do feel like what I hope is that, yes, by 2021, it's just, yeah, improvement. I do say this, in all of this darkness and all of this craziness, there is a lot of people of all races, all religions, all cultures, uniting. Yes. To stomp out the darkness. And there's a lot of people who have stepped up and are seeing um, and making a change and doing little things because I think it's yeah. great when it's a big thing. But if we do little things and we have more education and we have extremists on both sides of every issue. And it, to me, I go, let me just put you to the side and I want everybody in between Hello. who is learning something because you cannot take the media. You cannot take that. You have to look at the issues, whatever the issues we're talking yeah. about are, but you take these two extremists, throw them away and go, I'm going to do this. And hopefully there's education learning and we take steps forward and not backward at the end of this fucked up year that we're education, in. Education, right super and, important. And focusing on what's important, which is our family and our friends. Yes. If anything yes. stops people from focusing on all this other BS on the outside and just like realize the most important thing is the people that continue to support you through the darkness. Like if anything, this uh, pandemic has shown me how, which my friends that I have are the best people because they made a point to how are you doing? What can I do to make your life better? Like that, it really shows people for what they truly are. I mean, that's what's important to me. I, I write a lot of interracial and a lot of the time it's black female heroines in different colored hero heroes, right? Yeah. And I've had some um, author friends who are like, I may not write a white hero anymore. Like, can we even write that anymore? Because with all that's going on, I was like, of course you can. Like, I'm writing, um, I started writing like the black woman in different, falling over with different races, because there's like, I think five to six black men to every 10 to 12 black women. And I want black women to understand Girl, date other races. What are you doing? You, you, 
Get out there. Go to France. Go to Ireland. Go to Spain. There's like, good people in every every, every gender and race. Every kind of good people. They're not. I'm not old. going to become pro just, I mean, you know, there's a pro black and then there's a only black. I don't do the only black. I do pro everybody just because, and I'm not saying all lives matter. I'm saying <laughs> that I'm saying that I had one woman who's her Shantae, where you would think she was black. Cause I remember I talked to her and I said, girl, I thought she was black. This is a white girl um, from um, Milwaukee. And wow. she, okay. she, <laughs> I was like, girl, Shantae, I thought you was black. But anyway, she sent me and the kids masks. She had sewn them and put them together and sent us masks. And I was like, that's so fucking beautiful. And I have a lot of situations of just all different races uniting and coming together and teaming up. We don't see a lot of that. We see the rioting. We see the hate. We see all of the things on a broader level. But what you were saying, V-Girl, was that like we have to see what's really going on. And in this world, this entire like globe of Earth, we are all connected. As we saw with COVID hitting in Wuhan and then coming to America months later, we are all fucking connected. And you can go to like a place like Thailand. When I went to Thailand and saw poverty and was like, damn, I was upset with America with racism. And then I saw third world poverty. That has changed my whole outlook on what I'm upset about. So like you said, um, I just hope there's a better America next year. And that as long, I think love is the answer. Yeah. And acceptance and just being open-minded because anybody getting killed, I'm going to be upset about. I don't give a fuck what race they are. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And I feel that deep in my soul with all of America, not just the black community, but all of America. It's a large part of America who's like, we're tired of this. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yes. Yes. And I think all of our positive energies. <laughs> You know, it it goes where it goes. That's the fun of this podcast. Okay, third word. Third word. Yes, third word. Look, I kept this up. You're good, you're good. What is your third word, Kenya? My third word is magic, M-A-G-I-C. I believe there is a magical component throughout the world. It's a very mystical time. And you got to hold on to that shit and keep it fucking moving. Magic. So we have... That's the third word, magic. I was going to yell out the first two, but yeah. I know. Don't do that because everybody can cheat. <laughs> <laughs> magic, magic. That's it. Oh, my goodness. You have been amazing. Can you tell people how to find you? Yes. Yeah. Please come Facebook, K-Killers Group. That is a fun readers group of mine where I'm not pumping all my books and shit. I'm doing writers' contests. I'm doing giveaways. I'm posting about all different types of authors from different genres. Um, And I'm just basically trying to make sure all the readers who help me and my kids live and eat and enjoy ourselves, I'm just trying to make sure they're mentally okay and, and having fun. So I spend my week every day just entertaining them and loving on them and giving them books. Since I don't have a book out yet, giving them other books to read to keep them busy. So come on to Kate Killers. Um, also, uh, 
I have a newsletter that's going to be pumped up um, on here. I'm on Instagram, Kenya Write Books. I don't post a lot on Instagram. I just post certain things. Um, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Kenya Write um, again. And yeah, in the fall, I got my coloring book with my paranormal series. And then is another thing that no one knows about that I've been keeping a secret. Um, I have a mobile game being designed. Um, yeah, and my readers are like, what? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back on drinking authors. In your in your K Killers group, saying what have you done? You did not tell us. <laughs> I I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So yeah, I got a mobile game called Gangster Romance that is being designed, and it's the characters from all my mafia and French mafia series. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So anybody, my my K Killers, I love you. If you are listening, hey, you just know some shit that other motherfuckers don't know about. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. You have been so phenomenal. It has been amazing meeting you. I hope prior interviewers are not listening to this because I'm like, this has been the fucking best interview. I had a rough week from just looking at the news, and this was just a cathartic experience for me. Thank you. As a ethnic writer, right? Y'all talking about things just made me feel better. It was like, oh, good. They understand. Oh, good. They get it. Oh, good. You know, so just thank you. Thank you very much for having thank me on. You are welcome. Thank and thank you. you for being a part of this. This has just been amazing. So thank you so much. And we will definitely have you back on the podcast, yes. hopefully in person, hopefully on YouTube here soon. Hey, <laughs> y'all look great. Y'all looking good. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, guys, so this has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Briefs, No under- Underwear Being Worn. I'm Erica Lance. And I'm Vanessa Valiente. And we will see you next time. Bye.